0: Now for average people, for most people in the world today is Monday. But for people who understand greatness, for people who are committed to being the best, for people who are committed to getting the most done, today is not Monday. Today is really... Jaguars Monday with J.P. Shadrick, Jaguars great Tony Baselli, and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. Pete's one of the great sports writers right now, I'll say that.
1: As far as knowledge and understanding the game, watching tape, he's, even though he's wrong, sometimes I disagree with his opinions,
0: at least they're educated opinions. Now, to kick off Jaguars Monday, here's... JP Shadrick.
2: Welcome in. Jaguars Monday. JP Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. The Jaguars defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers 45 42 in the divisional playoff game. And the Jaguars will play in the AFC Championship game next week in Foxborough against the New England Patriots. How about it, man? What's up, Tone? What's going on? Petey, what's up? Pete here?
3: Wow, wow, wow.
1: Huh, Tony, when I texted you that yesterday? Oh, I know. I told you they were going to win, Pete. I didn't think it would win like that, but I told you they'd win. Yeah,
4: nobody. Else. I thought they'd have a chance. I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think they would win, but I thought they had a chance. And, uh, look, got to give them credit all the way around. There were a lot of things that we said in the preseason that uh, people, can, if they ever dredged it back up, it could really make us look foolish when it re- regarding this team, right? Oh, I mean, my God,
1: we weren't even close. Um, I said they'd win by three. They did win by three, but I said it'd be 17-14. <laughs> I would have bet everything I owned, including all five of my kids, if uh, if they would have said the Jaguars are going to give up 42 points and still win.
4: The kids right? want to disown you anyways. They're tired of you. Yeah, they the probably All-Masters. would like
1: to be traded. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, the Jags got it done. They got it done with uh, Blake Bortles playing solid quarterback. A run game. The offensive line looked great. The defense had their moments early. They gave up some big plays in the game, but they got them off the field on fourth down a couple of times, and then the two well, takeaways too. So you know, I what? agree
1: with you. They got them off on fourth down, but Todd Haley needs to be. Uh, there uh. needs to be an intervention. Fourth uh. in the length of a football, you go. straight. Toss crack, sweep outside right against the fastest defense in the NFL. Instead of quarterback sneak, fourth in the length of a football. Again, by the way, both of these are deep in Jaguar territory. You're going to spread them out and run a dig route against the number one pass defense in the NFL. Okay.
4: Yeah, it made no. It made no sense. The play calls were awful. I didn't like the onside kick either. So Awful! One of the worst coaching yeah. decisions I've ever yeah, seen.
2: Two timeouts left, and the two-minute warning to go, and they decide to onside kick. It's
4: it was it was a bad it was a bad game for the Steelers, but you know what? I'll take Jacksonville it. Jacksonville won that football. Oh game. yeah, they
1: the Jags won it. I mean, we can pick apart, you know, Mike Tomlin and Haley and everything else of what they did or did not do. Uh, the bottom line is, they started fast. We talked about how important it was for the Jaguars to start fast. They got a lead. And then they hold, held on against a barrage of some of the best quarterback play I've seen in a long time with the best wide receiver in all of football. It's not a question. One of the best backs in all of football, not a question, and a good offensive line, and they hung in there. And the offense, you know, took the blows. They took body blows, and they came right back and started throwing their own haymakers, and they ended up winning the game. It was a great
2: job. You're talking about play calling. Nathaniel Hackett's play calling yesterday.
1: I thought Nathaniel Hackett was outstanding. I had a great talk with him before the game. And uh, you could just sense talking to him. He was very confident. He really liked uh, what the plan was without him, you know, coming out and saying it. he, You know, I knew they were going to be aggressive. He's like, listen, we're going to be I mean, – we're going to – don't worry. Because I was giving him a hard time about the last week, <laughs> you know, joking around with him, and he just smiled. And, and just from that conversation, you know, I knew that they were going to come out guns blazing and and they weren't going to leave anything in the playbook. They weren't going to leave anything, you know, left they're going to go let it all hang out and let let it be what it be.
4: Yeah, and and you know what? There were a lot of throws on early downs in that first drive, which I thought set the tone a little bit and um, it has to be. Hey, the longest pass play of the game came on a first down throw. Right, the cold play was a first down throw. Well, the other uh, thing though, Pete, is the offensive line was back. They to were their, fantastic.
1: They're physical. St- They're moving people around. Yes. And
4: Tony is a lot of those time. R- they've all been healthy together in a long time too.
1: No, they've been. Uh, they had a couple games down the stretch, but this was the best they've looked. Uh, and Leonard Fournette did an outstanding job. But a lot of those runs, he wasn't contacted until three or four yards down the field. On the 18-yard run, he was never was not touched until the one. Uh, he had a burst too. He he was finishing runs, especially in the first half before he got dinged up a little bit. Uh, all around, great performance by the offense. Yeah,
2: and and the O line to the best sacking defense in the league, Pittsburgh. No sacks yesterday. Not much pressure on Blake. Yeah, I, where was Cam Hayward? Yeah, I never
1: that, heard him. He that was the one name. guy I thought I was worried about. I knew they. I know they were the number one. You know sack team, but I did not think they were great pass rushers by any means. Outside of Cam Hayward, he's the only one. Uh, They got a lot of their blitzes. You know Vince uh, Vince Williams, the linebacker, had nine. He's a blitzer. I mean, they did a lot of different things. Uh, Hilton, the uh, the sub, had a bunch of sacks. So it wasn't like they were a four man. Great pass rush. It's not who they are. Outside of Cam Hayward, none of those guys really scare you. Stephen Tuitt is a very good player, but not a great pass rusher. Dupree's no good at pass, rushing the passer, and T.J. Watts, a rookie. So I, I wasn't overly concerned. I was worried about Cam Hayward, and they he didn't do
4: much.
2: Blake Bortles? Yeah, they, they, oh, sorry. Uh, Blake
4: Bortles had a play in that game late in the game that I think was one of the best he's ever had in his career, by the way. Which, Which one? one? of The what best. Was what was that? The check down to, to – uh, Yeldon, when he went through his progressions like an NFL quarterback, he went to the right, he came to the middle, he came to the left, and in the past Blake would get out of there and maybe run or move or whatever. He stood there, saw Yeldon on on the side by himself, threw it to him, and ended up being a forty yard game. That was a big boy NFL quarterback play, and you know I said that against San Diego, he had the big boy drive. Well, this was the big boy. Uh, NFL play for him I, I was impressed with the way he made that that decision and stood there and didn't get out of there
1: I was impressed with him all day I mean that I mean that was a good play no doubt about it but just awful coverage the fact that I mean the, the Steelers defense is ridiculous not very good no and they're not assignment sound I mean not covering guys in the flat I mean the first in that first drive Ben Koyak is left alone in the flat 20 yard easy pickup. Uh, the T.J. Yeldon 40-yarder. Now, Pete's right. It was a great job by Blake of working through it, holding guys, looking around, and then delivering a strike to Yeldon. And not just, you know, everyone says that's an easy throw. Well, he threw it in a manner where T.J. could continue with all his momentum and pick up all that yard so he didn't have to stop and catch it. So I thought Blake was outstanding. The throw to Coles, uh, Keelan Cole, uh, was great. The play-action fake to Bohannon, the touchdown was a great play call by... Hackett executed perfectly by everybody. So, offensively, I mean, what do you want to say? I mean, it was great. We talked about it after Buffalo, and everyone was panicking. Oh, they scored 10 points. It was awful, and it was bad. <laughs> but I told you, I said it on last Monday night. I said it Thursday night. It doesn't matter. Just get th- find a way to win. And they did that against Buffalo. They found a way to win. It was an ugly offensive game, but they won. And then they found a way to beat the Steelers. It wasn't a very good defensive effort. It wasn't like it was... A, you know that's what this. Team, they didn't have much of a pass rush either. They had zero pass rush. They had two sacks, and they were coverage sacks. The sack fumble. Ben held the ball for about five seconds. Stepped up into the sack uh, that Yannick got done. The other one was Darius. It was a late bull rush, and Ben stepped up into that as well. There was no rush, and so the defense wasn't at its best. Now some of those plays that Ben and uh, Antonio Brown made, and Ben and and Le'Veon Bell made, and the throw he made to Martavis Bryant were just. Especially the two to Brown, the coverage was perfect. By the way, yeah, it was just amazing throws and amazing plays by the best receiver in football. So, uh, but they won. So who cares? You know, you can sit here. We can pick apart the defense and what didn't happen and what they should have done, and they found a way to win a football game. Now you go to New England, you got to do the same thing.
2: Yeah, the the fourth quarter of this game, just the the back and forth. The Jags never trailed, by the way. They had the lead, so they had a little advantage. But the drives that Blake led in that fourth quarter, some of the biggest drives he's had in his career because they're gaining on him. Here come the Steelers right now on the road.
1: Well, he answered. Yeah. He answered when he had to, and it could have got, you know, there were several times you're sitting there and watching the game, and all of a sudden it's a seven-point game, and you're going – you go three and out here, it's Uh-oh. going to be a tie ball game. Sure. And they found a way to answer, and they got seven. And then the Steelers would fight their way back. Well, here comes the Jaguars' offense again. We'll get seven more. And so they kept them off at bay the entire time, uh, and it was outstanding. And now the you – have know, already started to hear, hear it. The narrative now will be, oh, my gosh, if they play defense like that against Brady, they're going to get killed. And my response to that is, who cares? That's not the point right now. The point is, go figure out how to stop Brady. It has nothing to do with Pittsburgh, what Pittsburgh did. It has nothing to do with what happened on Sunday. That is behind you. It does not matter. You Don't even watch the film. Let the coaches kind watch of like it.
4: The offense, kind of like the offense last week. That's
1: right. Let the coaches watch it, tell you the corrections that need to be made, and then Wednesday morning, it does not matter what happened on Sunday. You turn on the tape for the New England Patriots, and let's go find a way to stop Tom Brady, and let's go find a way to score points in Matt Patricia's defense. And figure out a way if we can get it
4: done, but there are concerns. Well, there's concerns so every week. Yeah, but Tony, you the defense was bad Sunday. They weren't good. You said the same thing about the offense on Sunday
1: against, in Buffalo, Pete, and I told well, you they that, were. And I told you then I, where I agreed with you. But who cares? They won the football game. It doesn't matter, got, Pete. If they, it does but not if they matter. Do play that
4: way, it does matter. If they play that sure. way against
1: Brady, he'll carve the shred. Yes, yes. But guess what? There's no Antonio Brown out there, but there is a Gronk. There's a Gronk. Mm-hmm. That's the scary thing. And I was just watching, you know, three different games, bits and pieces for about the last hour and a half of three different games of the of the Patriots' offense, trying to figure out what do you do with Gronk. And I'm not sure I have an answer but, for yeah. you.
4: What, when he's flexed out, you could put Jalen Ramsey on. But
1: here, well, yeah, but here's the problem. I've, people said, should we play man and put Jalen on him? You can't do that in the sense of he lines up, he lines up in uh, four different positions. He lines right. up wide as a receiver. He lines up as a slot. He lines up as an inline tight end, and he lines up as a wing h back. And so, and you don't know. So when you're calling the defensive coverage, if all of a sudden you have man and Jalen's responsibility is Gronk, and he is the inline tight end, are you going to put him in the box and <laughs> sit him down? Right. And they and they run their power eye football game. No. And so you got, I mean, it's not as easy as, just, I mean, that's the, what Josh McDaniels has the liberty of doing because he has Tom Brady and he has Gronk. They can really formation you to death and put you in a lot of different things. They use a lot of different personnel groupings. They 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 do a, a ton of motion and, and everything else. And so it's not as easy just to say, hey, we're going to play man and Jalen, you're following Gronk wherever he goes. Where when you play Pittsburgh, if you wanted to go man, and this is what they did when they played man, Jalen had a B, Antonio Brown, and you could tell because he would switch side, trace him around, no matter where he was. Well, he's either going to be the slot or wide. That's the only two positions he's gonna be in. If they were in zone, they played left and right.
4: Yeah, but Boye was on him on the on the on yeah because the they're right in three deep. They're in three deep. That was a three deep look yes. at that one. I couldn't. I three thought deep. he was a man. Tony, well 3D turns
1: into man if the guy runs a vertical route,
4: Pete. Right. Right. But here's the thing that I can't figure out. The last time they played the Patriots in the playoffs, and granted, it's a different staff and a different team. Remember what happened? They played all that cover 2 zone and Brady sat there and had a 7 on 7 drill. Right, but that's that.
1: but that's it has nothing to do with anything. That was Mike Smith's scheme. Well, but I'm on,
4: saying you if if you play all zone against him, he's going to well, card you They got You know what I, they're going to do? They're going
1: to turn on the San Diego, I mean the Los Angeles Chargers tape. Where Gus Bradley held the the Patriots to 19 points, and they're going to get some clues of what to do. And by the way, Josh McDaniels will turn on that tape and say, "What did they do against us?" Because Todd Wash was under Gus Bradley for years. It's a similar philosophy defense, and so there's there's familiarity from that standpoint. You can turn on tape and see things that are successful. But the bottom line: what is successful against the New England Patriots is you have to physically beat them up up front. In the pass rush and in the run game. Because, by the way, they run the ball very well
4: as well. What did you think of their offensive line on tape? Uh, The Patriots? Yeah.
1: Very good as a group. None of them individually make you think think they're great.
4: Like, the the center's feisty and tough. Uh, The left tackle's a solid pro.
1: Yeah, Nate Nate Solder's their best player individually. But Anderson's good. Uh Looney, the left tackle. I mean the left guard No Tooney. Or Tooney. Tooney, yeah, it's Tooney Looney, same thing. Uh and then Shaq Mason, the right guard. Shaq
4: Mason's good. Shaq Mason's a good player. Yeah, they're solid.
1: They're not great, but they're really good solid players
4: and they
2: play the very right well. Tackle. Together.
4: The right tackle is a backup, but he could be he could be exploited a little bit, I think. All right, no guys. Marcus Cannon.
2: Plenty to get to tonight. Plenty of preview of this AFC Championship game. Plenty of review of the divisional playoff win over no, no, the Steelers. No.
1: We're going. Mo- we're looking forward more than looking, looking, looking back. This No, is we're
4: play- not. We're looking back and forward. This is playoff football. We look forward, Pete. No, we're not in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we are. What do we mean? We're not in the playoffs. What you're you not.
4: Yeah, you're not are. a. Pl- you're a media member. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> 28 yeah
1: you are you're on
4: westwood oh, one not, i'm what out are
2: you talking about oh, yeah i forgot i am yeah I uh, get 2018 season ticket member deposits available now jaguars.com slash season tickets don't miss out on playoff pre-sales again the best home schedule in team history next year a low money deposit of only 100 bucks secures your spot visit jaguars.com slash season tickets your calls in the second hour and we're off and running it's jaguars monday on jaguars radio everybody thank y'all for y'all support it's been love it's been it's been big and we've been winning you hear
5: me yeah do I ain't got too much to say but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after we going to the
2: Super Bowl and we gonna win that bitch I always say it's like a partnership
3: You guys want us to win games? We need you in those seats. You know what I'm saying? We all
2: work together. So keep it up. We got two more weeks to get it really popping. We appreciate it. Tellin Smith. Jalen oh, Ramsey, hold on, Mercedes a Lewis last night in the homecoming celebration at Everbank Field after the Jags knock off the Steelers in the divisional round. Jaguars Monday, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Briscoe, oh, hold on, hold on, and hold Tony Vaselli. Are yes, we
4: allowed Tony. to use that
2: use that word yeah, on radio? We,
4: we've been using it all day down here, and we beeped it out every time. Yeah, Everywhere Why? else
1: I see it beeped out. Are, are we allowed
2: to use that? Well, we just did. So no one's getting fired? I guess it's you getting fired, Joe, not me. So yeah. that's fine. What a scene last night. Over 10,000 fans here at Everbank Field waiting for the Jags to get back home. And How many fans? Well,
4: about 10,000 or I think so. it was more than that. I thought it was 10, 15. 15 so I it was 15. Yeah, it was what, was it, what was it when you guys came back from Denver? About 40?
1: Uh, that was uh, just under 40 when we came back.
4: Wow. Wow. Well, when they come, if they come back next week with a, with a win, be they'll be 60. over 40. <laughs> yeah, it'll be 60. <laughs> you know, somebody asked me today, if Jacksonville goes to the Super Bowl, will their fans go?
1: I think so. There's a lot of fans up in Pittsburgh.
4: Well, no, I mean, you know that, Tony. You've been to Super Bowls before. You know, usually there's one team that overruns the Super Bowl, like, then another. You know what I mean? Yeah, but usually so, it's the, the
1: teams that overrun the Super Bowl are the national teams that have fans everywhere. I mean, that's not this franchise at this well, point. Well, like, Buffalo
4: used to overrun the Super Bowl back in the day, though. And I, I, I would compare what I think Jacksonville will do. Well, I think it'll what be what a used.
1: huge contingent. I mean, it'll be massive. The first if, time if, ever, yeah, this, sure. if this team goes.
4: Yeah. Yes, I would agree so what
1: are the what, what are the odds you give this team of beating the Patriots? and I know we'll go back in a second Pete, but give me your what percentage wise that they 30%. win this game 30
4: percent thirty percent I actually
1: thought I'm surprised that uh, it's that, high for that you, you say it's that high yeah why do you think they can I, win? I know
4: what, I know what the kryptonite is for Tom Brady in the postseason What's it's th- hitting them and it's hitting them inside. And I think this team could pressure inside. I really do. I think they'll be able to get pressure. I know they haven't been great pressuring from the inside at times this season. But the the, the players are, that are there are capable of doing it. I think Darius can push the pocket. You saw that a little bit against DeCastro yesterday in the play he got. But also Malik can. And if you have to put Campbell inside in situations, he can too. So, uh, for me, I think they're going to be able to get some pressure inside. I think they can match up outside. And, look. The concern for me is on the other side of the ball. Can they keep Bortles out of facing those complicated looks that the Patriots throw Yeah, you, all those trap coverages and things that they do? And if they can do that, then I think they have a chance. Um, they have a chance to win the football game. Tony, the the Ravens went up there a couple of years ago and beat them by hitting them and making some big plays in the passing game. And, and I think I, I definitely think it's possible they can go up there and win. What do you say? What do you think the percentage is?
1: I got a uh, coin flip right now, 50-50. Wow. I think it's anyone's game. Roll the ball out. Yep, I really do. I I, I think the way this these teams match up, I think the physicality um, of the secondary in the corners. I think they can take away the quick passing game. Um, I, I think it's good. I think they can win a twenty seventeen football game.
4: It's let's say it this way though: the whole world is rooting for them
2: everyone oh, but yeah. the networks. Yes, yeah, the Evil Empire.
4: Everybody but the networks and everybody but uh but New England. But the rest of the country, they they want the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. I mean, there's I, there's I Patriot I, fatigue. Yeah. I mean, like we we were talking down here, we you know, you start looking ahead to what you might do with the Super Bowl, what stories you might do. And if it's the Patriots, it's the same old stuff every year. Same old stories. Hey, but do, it really is. It Credit to them, but it's the same old stuff. Hey,
2: Pete, do you buy that uh, whole story last week about it starting to crumble up there? The ownership and no. the coaching and the... No. no they, they yeah. took
4: that That took about a half to wipe out of everybody's <laughs> mind last, last week. I mean, right. No. right. Hey, but, by the way, before we get back to the games and stuff, I was reading Monday Morning Quarterback today, Peter King, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a little segment in there about... Ross Tucker.
2: I saw that today, yes. And he was talking
4: about he drove in the car with his idol. His (laughs) (laughs) idol. Oh, my gosh. I was reading that. I go, his idol, Tony Buscelli, was Ross Tucker's idol. What's wrong with that, Pete? JP, JP, didn't you think that was funny? Yeah,
1: I did. We drove. I appreciate it. Ross was. uh, I saw
4: a photo
2: of them holding coffees in a Starbucks together. Then I guess indirectly.
4: Then indirectly, I'm Ross's idol too because I'm your idol,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pete. You are so far down the list of people I put up there as my idol. I don't know where to start. Um, Yeah, we.
4: I'm I'm calling the voters today. Oh, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Um,
1: We did. uh, We did the. I did the Eagle game. Falcons Eagles game for Westwood One. Yes. Westwood One. He was on the sidelines. Uh, he's a uh, Pennsylvania guy. Lives up there, like Harrisburg or somewhere. And then um, he was doing the booth for the Steeler game, Steeler Jag game for Westwood One. And so I, I, I hitched a ride, and uh, we drove it, across I, the state. It was about four and a half hours.
4: Yeah, I told you it was that long. But yeah. by the way, Tony, I wanted you said last good stories, week GP,
1: man. Good stories.
4: That, the last week, JP, he said he was going. He wasn't going to eat any carbs during the week, but when he got to Philly press mm. box, he was going to have a glutton fest. Was it, did, did you? I did I you live up to that.
1: Uh, I had three and a half pretzels. Those are the best. Yeah. I can't stop eating those pretzels. But those you know, are awesome. Those they're those are so the good. I stayed away from the cannoli. The cannoli's up there. They look yeah. so good. Um, I had no Philly. There was no Philly cheesesteaks there, and I did not go get a Philly cheesesteak. That's very good. Um, yeah, I did pretty you? good outside the three and a half pretzels. I did very well. Yeah. Post game
4: pizza usually.
1: No pizza this year we, uh, uh, week Pete. No, I, I was no. going for it, and they had no pizza. <laughs> well.
4: Wow.
1: So well, there you have it. Uh, we'll come back. But the pretzels
4: in a... are like I can't stop. I had
1: three and a half. Uh-huh. I kept on saying, like, telling myself, I'm just gonna have. I said I was, when I got there, I was gonna have two. I might have had four and a half more. Than I think about. it. I said I was gonna have one before and one at
2: halftime. And by the time halftime was over, I'd over three. Breaking news: You're You know what? For... You're gonna hear Tony on some more commercials here soon, Pete. It sounds like. Why? With well, that kind you of
1: know pace. what? We, uh, no, I saw. We I I, a... I ain't good at Pittsburgh. I didn't have any bad. We actually got.
4: Uh, we actually have a got, one of our guys that's worked for NFL Network on the weekends, and he's going up to Philly this week. So I told him to bring me back some pretzels. <laughs> They're
2: so good. We'll come back a little more offensive line talk for the Jags. What went so well yesterday? They turned it on that turn the game, really. They dominated the defensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Check out Jack Hannon. Is Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just two twenty nine dollars a month. Head over today for details. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio.
1: Every time we get in the huddle, we say take it one play at a time. That's what we was focusing on. We was taking it one play at a time. We was able to get yards when we could. We was able to make big plays when we could. We kept rolling down the field. We kept answering. Hey, what more could you ask for? We, we, we had a ball today.
2: They did have a ball on the offensive line. A.J. Can, right guard for the Jags. Jaguars Monday well. continues. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Buscelli, Pete Prisco, your calls on the second hour tonight. Three five five nfl one The Tony Vaselli Twitter question of the night is coming up. Yeah, listen. Uh, and we'll probably do some pro football-focused grades because we know you love looking back. Tony. You know, actually, you can Just do them. For you.
1: I, I give you my word I'm not going to comment about them. I don't care because it's playoff football. Uh,
4: you do care. I don't
1: And care. you will. I will not comment.
4: You're, taking, you're sucking the life and fun out of his show, Tony. What is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Today?
2: It's only 30 minutes in. You usually take an hour for that.
1: Well, I'm trying to yeah. speed things up. I'm doing a better job. I'd like more phone calls today. I want to hear the people of Jacksonville. You just don't want to do the PFF grades.
4: I want to hear the people of Jacksonville tell me how, what they think that the, the people will go to the Super Bowl if they do get there. I don't care what they say. I want
1: to hear more people. I want less Pete Prisco, more me, more fans.
4: No, less you, more me, and more JP. Less you is always good. The show you weren't here when you were in London was fantastic. It was the best
2: right? of the year, Pete.
4: By far and away, JP. Easy. It was by far and away. That's not
1: what Twitter says. And JP, half the people don't even know you're on the show, so those have Relax.
4: Jeez.
2: Okay.
1: All right. I mean, mean you're not my
2: idol like Ross Tucker. Sorry. I mean, I mean we could probably I replace you. you. We
1: can find someone else if, you need. if, if you're Whatever. not. If you're not. Right. If you probably. want
2: to. Probably better looking, too. Yeah. Well,
1: oh, that's not. That's a low <laughs> bar. Uh,
2: so, you know what? Just for. The, you know what? We're going to start the phone calls that at the top of the hour. Let's we're do not doing calls. PFF.
1: Right? I mean, you could do them.
4: I'm just, uh, no, we're not because you. But we want you to be, be happy, Tony. You know why we're going to do PFF, JP? Why? Because he doesn't want to. That's, la- that's exactly
2: to good enough reason. I agree with. But that. in all seriousness, who cares? Me. Okay. Then you can do them.
4: I'm going to do them. Okay.
2: We'll do those, and we'll we'll take some earlier calls. Three five five NFL. I want to talk
1: about. I want to break this down. That the, I want to break down this game too coming up because I want.
2: We will. We got two hours. I'll, we got an hour and a half. No, this thing goes fast,
1: about? man. I always. I wake up and it's over. Well,
2: can uh, we'll get to that? I'm can I like, ask? <laughs> you – Unlike
1: other shows, I do, Joe.
2: Offensive. Yeah. <laughs> offensive okay. line yesterday okay
1: Let's, i like this talk Let's i mean
2: this. this was a performance from that group we haven't seen in a little while right a full performance would you agree with that
1: yeah they were more they were very physical moving guys off the line of scrimmage and i don't think we'd seen that consistently i don't know i can't remember exactly the last time i mean they kicked the crap out of uh in Colts. yeah and they uh, that cam wasn't out there does was, that even count no I don't um, know. so they were physical they were very physical. They, were, they did a good job, assignment based. They were, uh, but also, Mercedes Lewis, because I was critical of him the last couple of weeks, I, just all the way across the board, they were just more physical, coming off the ball, getting, getting double teams, moving people.
2: Um, and then moving piles at the end, too. By yeah, that the way. stuff, that's fine. I mean, that's not, cool. that, that has
1: nothing to do with anything. It's that's playoff football, and that's effort. I mean, you better be giving that this time of year. But I'm talking yeah. as far as technique, just getting true. your hands on people, yeah. um, getting up to the next level. And boy, do the Steelers miss Shazier because Sean Spence is not quite the same as player, not even Plays close. Little. You know, he He's just got, and he got overwhelmed. So I thought it was a great job. Pass protection was good. Blake had plenty of time. Um, Leonard ran with uh, authority, ran with uh, conviction. Um, and it, I, I mean, what else can you say? It was just outstanding. And why? I don't know. I don't know.
4: It it was weird. It's almost like like that was a different offensive line out there. I don't know why.
1: Uh, It's, you know, the the message should be to them, whatever you did last week, all week, do the exact same thing.
2: Whatever it was. From Monday through Sunday. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Same underwear, same socks, same meals. You know, leave the house at the same time.
4: You know, they were they were impressive. They were the the clearly the more physical team. Oh, it wasn't even close. It was not even close.
1: Maybe they they beat up the Steelers.
2: All right. So here's a question moving ahead here since we want to move it forward. Yeah. Patriots front seven. How do they rate with the Steelers front seven?
1: um, Not as talented, probably, but better coached. I mean, you're not going to see errors. You're just not. They're very, very uh, solid defensively. Have they gotten better in
2: the pass rush as it's gone on here?
1: I haven't watched a lot of tape of them defensively. I watched more of the offense today, so I'll watch more defense tomorrow. Um in camp,
2: it was like, who are these guys? They can't rush well, the it,
1: passer. It's still who are Trey Flowers.
4: Trey Flowers is a good player. Now, they got He's all really over
1: Mariota. Player. I didn't watch that game, Pete. Um,
4: yeah, they, they uh, schemed them up pretty good. They won with a lot of – you know what they kept doing, Tony? When you watch the tape, you'll see it. They kept showing the guard – the linebacker looking like he was going to come and then he would drop out and but the guard would have to hesitate for a second to play him and then they'd win beat the guard in the into the gap they'd beat the center guard gap so that they did a lot of little things to scheme them free there look individually it's a perfect example like tony just said about their offensive line because dante skarnecki is probably one of the best offensive line coaches in football individually they're not great same with the defense but boy they play assignment football and know what they're doing, and they get it done, and they get it done well. I mean, they, they got all over Mariota the other they're day.
1: Fifth I mean, in, they ended up fifth in scoring defense. Right, Pete? Yeah. Yeah, and, and after being awful I mean, early in the year.
4: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you these guys. You tell me what, what you know about them, okay? Trey Flowers you know, but this is the guys who play the majority of snaps. Kyle Van Noy.
1: He's a uh, second-year player, I believe, uh, BYU. No, he
4: – he came from BYU, but he was with the Lions, remember? They traded him mm-hmm. over to him, and, he, and they picked him up, and he's become a big part of their okay, defense. but I'm saying, but yeah, second-year or third-year player? Se- well, second with them, but he's been in the league for a while.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay.
4: All right. Um, I'm, you know the secondary guy, so I'm not going to give you them. but yeah. uh, Adam Butler.
1: Big old uh, three technique, one technique?
4: Big kid, yep, in the middle of the line. He's actually a pretty good player, six, six foot Four three hundred pounds inside Ricky Jean Francois, you remember Forty Nine the mm-hmm. league for a while. Yep, LSU. Kid Dietrich too. Wise is a, is a rookie pass rusher who's done some stuff. Is he from Arkansas or something? Yeah, D- no. Gino Grissom's from Arkansas, second year player. Uh, and then you got Marquise Flowers, who's a weak side linebacker can rush the passer. I mean, these the front seven is not a a group of household names. And uh, see, I think they have problems if you run at them. Like their middle linebacker, Landon Roberts, isn't a big guy. I think you can run at them a little bit, if you can get. You know, I think that's what Jacksonville. Obviously, that's what they're going to try and do. Well, they've got to be physical. They're so schemed up. They're so Tony. This is something I want to ask you. If you're an offensive lineman, and usually if you have a guy head up on you, right? You know, you're gonna it's man on man. But when you play a team that does a lot of different stuff, is it tougher? for you as an offensive lineman, than it would be if it was like – Well, it depends. You know I mean? it depends.
1: Are you talking run, pass, first, second down, third down? What are you talking about? Because a, B,
4: and C. Okay, let's start with the run.
1: Run game, if it's zone, it's zone or gap. It's. I mean, you have man to area responsibilities, so it's not over any more difficult. Okay. Uh, if the slide – and pass, if the slide's to you, and you might have a sort, meaning you're sorting out three for four um, – <clears throat> So I mean, movement always creates a challenge. But I always said the hardest thing to block is really good players. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was always it's the most difficult easy. thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think where you get in trouble, Pete, with them is when they is when they do well on first and second down. They get you to third and medium to long, and they give you all those exotic different looks and coverages right. and everything. Right. That's where you get in trouble, and that's what you have to stay. That's out of. my
4: concern <laughs> with Jacksonville with Bortles is if they get into those situations, you know what I mean? Can yeah, you need to stay. You lead? need
1: to be. You need to be ahead of the downs. I mean, now you can say that against any team, but I think especially against this uh, Patriot team, they give you a lot of different looks, a lot of different. Well, they
4: looks. play so many. They play three safeties most of the time. I mean, you know, because Chung's on the field as an extra safety. As he played sixty four snaps on on Saturday, and, and and then you got you got Harmon who played forty four, and then you got McCourty who played um,
2: every forty eight.
4: So, yeah, forty eight. No, he only played forty eight. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so they 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 have a lot of pieces in the back end, and they rotate corners because you know Rowe plays, Gilmore plays, um, Butler. Yeah, Butler plays. Yeah, they got they got a lot of bodies back there. But I, I still think you can run at them. I, I think they're they were you know they thirty first in the league, Tony, in yards per attempt against this season. Wow, that's a that's a red flag. Which, wow.
1: So, but you have to be careful with statistics. So, you always look at like. How many pass attempts do they have? I mean, is it because their teams are always behind, no, trying to play catch I'm using up? That's why I the
4: yards per attempt yeah. number rather yeah. than the yards per yards against. Because I think they were, and I'll look, but they were pretty good in the yards against. Because your 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 exact reasoning there is that they fall behind, teams fall behind, and they don't run the ball against them. But you know, Tom Coughlin actually told me that a long time ago when I first started covering. It was a before a playoff game. He was talking about I forget which team, and he said, "Forget about." The, the yards against rushing number, look at the yards per attempt. That's the, that's the one that tells you the no, story. No, it's, it's
1: much more important.
4: Right. So here's New England. Yards per attempt is 31st, and yards rushing is 20th. So they're clearly a worse run team than their 20th ranking, is what, what I'm saying. How many
1: yards, can... uh, yards uh, attempted against them?
4: I'll, 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 I'll find that in a okay. second. Hold but, that, but that, to me, is pretty – don't you think that's pretty telling Well, that right And that's
1: why that sets it up for the Jaguars, frankly. I mean, that's a good thing if you're a Jaguar fan and you want the Jaguars to win on Sunday is if they can get it going in the run game and force the Patriots to constantly sell out to stop the run, putting that extra guy in the box, getting a lot of coverage, single coverage outside and off the play-action pass, that's where they're most successful. And you saw that. And so if they can get that type of... If they can get that run game. That's what I said last week. One of the keys was it's not just a good rushing day, like number, high number, I mean uh, total yards because we've been fooled by that a little bit because Bortles adds so much. I felt like Leonard Fournette needed to be between 4.2 to 4.5 yards per carry for them to win. And what do you have? I think he had – Stand by. Tell me. I don't remember the exact number. He had well, uh, 25 for JP? 109.
2: 25 for 109. So he had
1: 4.4. So uh, 4.4. So that's my point. That's well, a good day. He needs, to be, he needs to have another yards per carry day like that.
4: New England gives up, you know what they give up per rush? What? Take a guess.
1: Four point six.
4: Four point seven, Tony. Wow. That's bad. That's a that's a bloated number, man. That's a bad number. Who's who's last?
1: So like curiosity, uh,
4: yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> whoever's last must be giving up four point, maybe five yards per rush. I'll I'll look for it right now. But I just looked at their thing. There, yeah. Who is last? The actually the last per rush is. Well, the Rams were thirtieth. Did you know that? Oh, the Chargers were thirty second. Tony, really? And wow. they
1: and go look at their defense. That, uh, I'm telling you, that's why it's you have to be careful. If you go look in the Charger defense. Pretty dang well, they good. They are pass
4: rushers, but they are pass rushers, Tony, and not really run players right. either, though.
1: But I'm saying, look where their defense ended up in points allowed. See, I always think the most important thing in any defense, and this is how I think you should rank the defense, is not how many yards are given up, but how I many agree. points are given
2: up a game.
4: Yeah, they were third. The Chargers were third in, in, in points.
2: We'll come back. Your calls right around the corner, 355-NFL1. The Tony Buscelli Twitter question of the night. Twitter lighting up today, of course, after the Jags beat the Steelers. And they're on to the AFC Championship game to face the New England Patriots this Sunday. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit priproductions.com. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio.
5: I think you could see it in that first drive when we came out there. We we were definitely letting them know what type of time is going to be for for the rest of the game. We we didn't we don't you can't overlook us, man. I think that's what we took it as disrespect that they were already looking ahead to next week while while we were focusing on them. So um, it's it's definitely good to get the win, man, and um, I'm excited. That's Miles Jack,
2: Jaguars linebacker, yesterday in the locker room in Pittsburgh. Jaguars Monday rolls along. J.P. Shadrick. Pete Briscoe and Tony Baselli has decided to join that, us again. How about again. that uh, interception you had? Man, that was amazing Yeah, toe tapping. That was a great play. Great play. And it wasn't like a bad throw. It was a good throw and just a great play by Jack. To no, go it was a bad throw. Front. If was the it?
1: ball gets intercepted without being tipped, it's a bad it throw. It wasn't
2: like he threw it behind the guy. right? If I mean, Jack made a good
1: play. He did. But if you throw a pass as a quarterback and it does not get tipped and it gets intercepted, that's a bad throw. Okay. Am I wrong,
4: Pete? No, that was a bad. That was a, It was a great play, but a bad throw. I'll okay. give you that.
2: All right. Fair hey, enough.
4: by the way, I got just a little bit of information here. Somebody sent over here on um, on Twitter. Well, it must be true then, Pete. If it's on Twitter, well, did, well, it's, did you, it's from Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, and Leonard, did you see this? No, Leonard Fournette says a couple. I could. I got a, But how many? Twenty more thousand retweets, and they're going to drop. And we're dropping our song. And he's talking about him and Jalen. Do we have another uh-oh comment? <laughs> Wait a second. No, please oh, no, don't no. do
2: that. It's them walking across the field last night at the homecoming celebration, all dressed up from the airplane still. So,
1: uh, so it's not like a studio
2: song. I don't know. It I,
4: says 20,000 retweets and we dropping our song.
2: It, I, mm, I have no idea.
4: Could I Could they wanna... have possibly <laughs> made another song? Uh-oh. <laughs> they made the <laughs> hey, remake. Pete, you,
2: Pete, you'll, I thought of you last night because they played that in the stadium last night before the team got they here. They
4: did. Yeah. You, got, you heard Leon getting into it, mm-hmm. huh? Leon, seriously. Yeah. Um, look, nothing, Tony, we say this all the time. Whatever People keep saying, oh, Jalen Ramsey gave the Patriots fodder last night. If you're not ready to play a championship game, something's wrong with you.
2: What would you make of all the whole disrespect Steelers storyline this week, Pete? All that disrespect in the Jags. They beat them because they
4: they played better, and they're a better team. Look, they went to Pittsburgh and beat them twice. Are they not the better football team then? They are. Right. Clear. So all that stuff, the disrespect and everything else, you can put that in your brain and and maybe think it was fueled and it's fun. And after the game, they had a lot of things to say. But they went there and were the better football team. That's why they won the game.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's the fun part though. When you win and this team at least will will tell you about it after they beat you too. All we That's long. fun
4: though. They're going to become they're going to become the villains, the the new Seattle and that's a that's a good thing for that organization. It's not a bad thing. You know it's bothersome that, though, Pete.
1: I was listening What? I was, I was watching tape some of the ESPN, you know, around the horn and all those nonsensical shows were on. <clears throat> no, but they are. I'm I sure mean, they love us too. No, yeah. I mean Great. I they're they're not they're good shows they're well done I'm just saying it's it becomes basically all the same thing it's just different people arguing
3: and
2: it's report. only Monday too just right. wait until this week goes along so it, I'm,
1: I'm not making any judgments against any of the people on those shows they're fine shows and they obviously would not be around still for the last ten years if they weren't successful the uh, Aren't they winning Emmys and stuff yeah too? they're very yeah. well okay. done yeah my point of saying all that now that we're done uh, talking about the shows is. Literally, the conversation on every show was not how the Jaguars won, but what did the Steelers do to mess up? And one of the comments was, "It's Jacksonville. They don't get any respect. So who cares? Let's talk about the Steelers." Well, or, nobody ca- or, or, or nobody cares about them. That was the quote. I was like, "Wow." Well, that hasn't
4: can- changed for that hasn't changed since they came into the league. You know that Tony. You, it wasn't, you, you wasn't like that as much.
1: Pete, when we were around, it was not uh, like that as much.
4: Yes, it was. I don't. You think... don't remember, but it was. There were guys that should have went to the Pro Bowl for years that didn't go. Well, that's uh, true. And, and and then you know, then you won, so they almost gave you instant respect. But after after that, it was then it went back totally the opposite direction. So, but I, I just find it I mean,
1: funny that all of a sudden, I mean, not all of a sudden. All the conversation after the game was not how the Jaguars had a dominating performance, played great. Beat the Steelers back to back, yada yada yada. It was all about what the Steelers did or did not do. That was the whole conversation. Correct, and that's been the conversation uh, since last night that I saw on any of the shows all the way through today outside of outside of Jacksonville. Pete, is that would that be consistent with CBS uh, Sports as well?
4: Mm. Well, because I'm here, so we give a lot of um, extra outside outside of you.
1: Is that was yes. uh, Was that yes. the conversation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not yeah, taking I mean, shots at, at the national media or ESPN or CBS or Fox or anybody else. I just find it funny that no matter what this team does, it's not they get they don't get the credit.
2: It's not their credit, right. It's like somebody else's problem. After we
1: right. go beat New England this week, after the Jags beat New England, you heard that right. Let me say it again. After the Jags beat New England, it, it will lock? not be Is about... Is it a lock? No, no locking. It will not be about the Jaguars winning. It'll be about... What did, what happened to the Patriots and what they did to lose? Mark my it depend, words.
4: It depends. It depends on how the game plays. I mean, if they if they go hit Brady and sack him seven times and he throws two interceptions and they win twenty seven to three, it's not going to be the story. But if they somehow, you know, they win on a late touchdown pass and it's you know seventeen fourteen, it will be the story. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't see them winning twenty seven three, Pete.
4: No, I don't either. I see
1: winning twenty seven. I see them winning
2: twenty no. seventeen. It'll be one of the all time wins in the playoffs. if they got that done. Hey, we'll come back. Second hour around the corner. Jaguars. Are we Monday. doing talk or uh, calls? We're gonna do some calls. Yeah, what, what are we reading? Tell me which one. Three five five NFL one. Which one am I reading? Oh, this ought to be good. The last one. All the way down here. Will you love yes. Go. No. Uh, please. Uh, no. Let's
1: try this. Experience bank field in an entirely new way on a full guided behind the scenes private no, tour. Fully guided. Full, same thing. No different. Fully guided behind no, the scenes different. private tour. See why the travel channel included Everbank Field on its list of bucket list destinations for football fans. Visit Jaguars.com for more information.
2: That was JP, pretty good. Shaking your head. Horrible. Uh, what do you mean? Why was it horrible? Pro football focused grades. They would grade that an F minus. JP.
4: Second Always
2: hour up. coming up. Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio.
1: Now like you can hit Brady, you can hit Brady, but hitting him isn't what's going to get to him. There's constantly being that net in his face. He just hates that net, just always around. Somebody's always on his feet. O lineman is always in his face. Sacking him is
2: not is not one thing that really gets to him. Is being that net. When you sack him, he just going to he's just he's going to get up and just keep rolling. He's just he's that competitive spirit. Like, okay, you got me. Now nah, I'm going to go throw this touchdown next play. 40 yards. There's Marcel Darius in the locker room today explaining how to bother Tom Brady. He has some experience doing that in Buffalo. Jaguars Monday continues. JP Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Frisco. Second hour also coming up in mere moments on CBS 47. Jaguars all-access. Telvin Smith is the guest tonight. Uh, if you haven't made a Demello mushroom yet, uh, it's probably too late. I'm guessing. For well, just DVR it and watch
1: us, listen to us.
2: I like that. Uh, so, coming up, we've got your calls three five five NFL one. The lines are open now. Uh, we got the Tony Baselli Twitter question of the night. Let's get to that first. Uh, if if Max has it in and ready to roll, and I'm sure he does. Uh, at Nick Warren thirty two, what happened in the off season to make this season possible? This hmm. is a players' league. And I'm not taking anything
1: away from uh, Doug Marone and the staff or anyone else in this building. But they got better players than they did last year. Let's look at the defense. That was, by the way, sixth in yards last year. They were pretty good last they year. They were, yes. They added Klaus Campbell, All Pro. They added A.J. Boyer, Second Team All Pro Pro Bowler. They added Barry Church. And they added Marcel Darius. Four starters. On that side of the
2: ball. Yep. Two current all pros and one who's been an all pro in the past up front, and Darius. Yep. I mean, that makes you better. I mean,
1: those are better players. Uh, you looked at the offense. They added Cam Robinson, upgrade. They added Leonard Fournette, upgrade. Better players. Your young players, second year, Yannick Ngakwe. eight sacks, this year, 12, second year player. Second year as being really a defensive end. Uh, Fowler. Sure. Eight and a half sacks. Um, you, you know, Miles you add, added more speed to the, f- the field. Miles Jack. Yeah.
4: I, I mean, that's why you're better. You're better players. That's, it's really an easy formula. But, you know, you keep talking about better players, and they've added a bunch of players. We also, there's been a, a contingent of of media members and others and fans and everybody that have just blasted Dave Caldwell the last couple years, right? That draft when he went Ramsey, Jack, and Gogway is a big reason why this team is where it is right now. Sure. I mean, he so, missed, don't get me wrong. He missed some picks, and he took the heat for those. But the bottom line is he also deserves to get a little bit of credit here.
1: Yeah, so they're better players. Now, give credit where credit's due. Doug Marone has done an outstanding job. I love the philosophy he came in with. Very physical camp. In pads as much as he possibly could be and set the t- temp uh tone that we are going to be a running, physical football team, physical defense. I like that. Give Tom Coughlin credit. Coming in, just his aura and his uh who he meet, what he what he means to the NFL, what he means to his franchise, his presence here very important. No doubt about it. And so, and Dave just said, Dave Caldwell, good draft picks. And so all those are pieces of the puzzle, but if I was ranking, and each one of those is a reason why they're better this year. But if I was ranking it, young players getting experience in improving, which is coaching, partly coaching without a doubt, and hitting in free agents and adding four starters that are either a pro bowl or all pro level. <clears throat> or two of them are. Right there, that'll make you better, Pete, won't it?
4: Yeah, players. It's, hey, look, you can have all the X's and O's you want, but you know what they say? It's all about the Jimmys and Joes. It always will be. It always has been. But Pete, period.
1: you would agree with me. You got to give. You got to give credit to Doug and his staff. The
4: whole. Oh, I, I, look! I was a crit. I was a critic. I'm going to be. I'm not going to. You know me. I thought I didn't love the hire. I didn't think it was a great hire. I didn't like some of the things I saw early in the season. I still think clock management at time isn't great and some of the decision making. But he, he's proven me wrong. And I'm gonna say it. I can say what I'm wrong. People say I can't say what I'm wrong. Doug he, Marone deserves a ton of credit for what he's done with his football team.
1: Yep. No doubt about it. Give him credit. To give Tom Coughlin credit. Give him a ton of credit. Oh Pete will do that too. Yeah, oh, I know. That's right, yeah. And then you also have to give Dave. You
4: you think they'll lean on him this week a little bit? They should. He has experience,
1: absolutely. And then you have to give Dave Caldwell credit as well for the picks that he's made, Uh, like Jack, like Ngakwe. I mean, this year, Smoot's a good pick. No one talks about him. He's a a good player. Uh, Cam Robinson Mm -hmm. finding guys like Keelan Cole, who's a contributor. Westbrook, a down the line guy, starting. I mean, they're doing all this without their uh, number one receiver in Allen Robinson. So. Give them all credit, but to me, and maybe it's because I am a player, it always starts with the players.
2: Speaking of those Jimmys and Joes, let's get to the pro football focus grades from the Jags Steelers. I thought we were Steelers. doing more calls. And we will, but, oh. and, you know, we want to, because you don't want to do it, is the reason why we're doing right. pro football and focus. Plus, we're trying to be
4: consistent because we've done it every week this year. So okay, no that's fine. Want, Don't mess it. with a winning streak. All right, so nobody on offense in the red. Nobody. That's good. Who's the highest-rated player on the offense, Tony? Leonard Fournette. Wrong. Wow.
1: Let me know, Blake Bortles.
4: Wrong. It's an offensive lineman.
1: Jeremy Parnell.
4: Brad. Brad. Uh, Brandon Linder.
1: Brandon Linder. I was. I was just going to go down the line, starting right tackle left.
4: <laughs> he had the highest-rated run grade block, run blocking grade of all. Do you? Would you agree I, with that? He was outstanding. Okay, Jeremy Parer offensive line. they're all green, yeah, they're all green, every one of them they played outstanding, the board, particularly in the running game. They didn't like Parnell's run blocking as much as you did, but they gave him a he's green, but they gave him, they, didn't give, they gave him the, the lowest grade on the offensive line.
1: yeah, I thought he did a good job.
4: Cam Robinson must have according to this, he had his best game of the year.
1: played very well. Do you agree with him? yes, he played very well.
4: What was the difference, Tony? Was because he, here's a guy you you said once he gets his technique down he's going to be really good. Was it? Was I'll be honest with you, Pete.
1: I took my player hat on. I watched more New England tape today. I only watched the first three or four series, and he was okay. just very physical coming off the ball, using his hands, good pass sets. Now they weren't great pass rushers by any means. Outside, I don't think T.J. Watt's a great pass rusher yet, but he did a good job. Good technique, very physical. That's I think that's what stood out more than anything.
4: All right, Bortles is they're all in the positive. Um, and they gave a nice run-blocking grade to Mercedes Lewis. The only negative was O'Shaughnessy and his run-blocking. That's it. It's the only red on the entire thing. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right, let's go to the defense.
1: Conversely, probably a lot of red.
4: There's yeah, There's two guys that are – two starters are major red.
1: They're going to say Boye. Boye.
2: probably,
4: right? No. No. Hmm. Was, and two I, safeties.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, no, I wouldn't have given Boyer either because the plays he got beat on were just great by Antonio Brown.
4: No, the two safeties were major red, both of them, Church and Gibson. And Gibson got beat on the one touchdown over the top of yep. his head. They
1: had a couple missed tackles, uh, I saw, too. Yeah.
4: So the highest rated defensive player was? Telvin. No. Uh, Miles Jack. No, he's second. Wow. Malik ja- he's third, actually. Malik Jackson.
1: Had another good game. Who's second?
4: It was uh, Opus Lozny, but he only played 12 snaps, and then Telvin, okay. and then Colvin. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed one. Darius is the second highest rated player. That's great.
1: This is great great radio. Let's just go What'd through everyone. What do you think about
4: him? What did you think about his game yesterday? I thought he was pretty active.
1: Yeah, it was good. Played well.
4: <laughs> so I'm, you got
1: I told you I'm moving on. <laughs> I don't know what else I can tell you. I'm moving on. I've moved on. He's a coach now.
4: Yeah. He's a coach now. Oh, he, a he, player, player.
1: This is how we did it when I played. You don't worry about the last one. It was the great. I loved. Well, you're not playing. Yeah, I, loved when you play, a, I loved playing. I loved playoff you football.
4: Do a, Tony, usually when you do a radio show on Monday, you oh. look back at what happened on Sunday.
1: Is that how it works? Is that why your show got that's, canceled? Because you know so much? No.
4: My show didn't get canceled. Wow. But that's why, Tony.
1: Maybe. Yeah, you sure? You're not doing radio anymore. It got canceled.
4: It, 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 look, I can't. I have time to do radio. Oh, he stumbled. You got him yeah. there, Tony. He, he's, 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 no, he did. He's didn't. shook.
1: He's on the ropes. I'm really not he, shook. He's, he's bleeding right I, now. He's would... bleeding.
4: No. I had the best show in town. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: that's why he's not here anymore.
4: Yeah. I was making too much money. <laughs> <laughs> he's making <laughs> that Can we get it. some calls? Maybe call, he yeah. calls, Joe.
2: Let's go to the phone lines. Go. Three, tell five... the, call, the
4: callers will tell you. I still get him ta- telling me about that.
2: <laughs> we'll see if they listened in Sarasota. That's where Damien is tonight. Damien, good evening. You're on the air. Turn your radio off or internet off, whatever it is.
1: Damien. Uh. Yes,
2: yes, sir. Yes. You're on the you're air. On the air. So turn up? your
1: radio off or whatever you're listening to.
0: All right, All right, guys. All right, guys. Hey, just got back in town from the game, and I uh, was calling in about um, – why these guys? The Pittsburgh
3: guys were just. I
1: remember we. Went, all right, man, thank you. We're you wanted on. more calls tonight. Tony. I mean, holy what cow! What in the world? This is, is just going awful. Up.
2: What is? I mean, I blame you, Tony. That was one of the worst. That's that's all, Tony. That was yeah, He wanted more calls, and there you go. So, so it's Pete, number
1: one. Pete wanted more calls too.
3: Hmm.
2: Let's try again. Northside, Next Chad. One. Get us going. Yes, you're on the air. What's up?
5: Hey, so uh, I I do agree with Tonyus myself personally. Um, Thank you. I, I like to look forward. So let me yes. ask you guys a question. Do you think it's uh come across anybody's mind that that Super Bowl in two thousand twelve, and more specifically in two thousand eight, that Tom Coughlin was was there when <laughs> you know we we beat them, or excuse me, when when the Giants beat the Patriots? Is 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 their memory long? Is Bill Belichick's memory long? And Tom Brady, are they thinking about that at all? And I'll take a your answer off the air,
1: gentlemen. I don't think so. I mean, they'll get asked about it this week, especially Belichick. I don't think that – I think it might help this team just because of the experience. And But Tom's not game planning. I mean, that's not what he's doing. He's not? No. <laughs> Come on, Pete. He's not? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pete. He's not? He's no. charting something up there in that press box. Well, he's charting stuff. That's for sure. There's, that's true. Hey, by the way – I just, You know what I, I mean, heard... though, Pete. He's not – I mean, yeah, it's a no, different he, role. no. He,
4: look. They'll lean on him for some advice and some, you know, but no, he's not going to be game planning. Absolutely not. By the way, I kept getting tweets like yesterday during the game where Tom, I guess, was in the main press box around the. Yes, media, he was. and yes. there was some, and there were some, uh, some words being thrown around uh, why he was during the game. It must have been like old times for some of those guys. John Ocean must have felt like old times again.
1: Yeah, I had no comment. <laughs> no,
4: no comment.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't in the, I was calling the game. I heard the same.
4: Th- but you saw some of
1: the tweets though, right? I, well, I heard the same things up in the press box. They, I saw a Jeff Darlington tweet. I saw, tweet. well, I, I heard the murmurs up there, but I wasn't there to witness it. So out of respect for the uh, head of uh, the vice president of operations, football operations of this organization, I'll not, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not.
4: I would have gotten all. If I would have heard that, I would have gotten all warm and fuzzy. Would have reminded me of those calls when he used to make to my house at six o'clock in the morning. It would have been nice to hear. He used to call <laughs> you at
2: six a.m., Pete. Yeah. Four.
4: Screaming, screaming and yelling. Oh, reading your article
2: in the paper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some why
1: Pete printed.
4: Yeah. Tony made him do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Using his uh, Tony is the source. Um, yeah, that's of course. It. You're let's, right. let's, How'd you g- know, JP? Let's go great, this great one, deep throat, St.
5: Augustine, yeah. Tim. Good evening. You're on the air. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Appreciate the call. Um, I just wanted to touch base on the Blake Bortles criticism um, with what he's working with receiver-wise. What is y'all's opinion on whether or not we got a tight end in, in the off season? Or no, a move on, move derby? on.
1: We're not talking next off season. We're in the <laughs> a- my goodness, are you kidding me? We're in the AFC Championship, and you want to talk about personnel for next year?
5: Well, uh, no, I'm we're not doing, doing that. Ask, to, a, ask
1: another question. Another question. I'm, no,
4: I'm saying in reference saying, to Blake Bortles' success. Yeah, Bortles is Bortles held back by his receiving. I know, words, but we start then saying.
1: we but we Pete we quickly moved into should we get a tight end. Next offseason.
4: Well, and yes, they should, and yes, they will, and uh, so. we yes, Let's the move
1: question. on. Nope. We're not. Well, he's questions. being criticized he at, for he, the did,
5: receivers did, he's working with. But who's criticized? Whoa, whoa, who's criticized? Go- no,
1: wait a second. Stop now.
5: All of ESPN.
1: All of ESPN? Like is saying what now?
5: Well, in, in general, I'm not giving a specific reference, but what are they you know, saying? What are they that's saying? That's the word. I mean, what's
1: the word? I'm not. I'm not in on the in like you. What's the word?
5: Just. Everybody around town saying how Blake Bortles is trash and they're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl, which is ironically incorrect, given that they're a game away from being in the Super Bowl. But I'm saying, do you think he would be more successful? Obviously, yes, with a more dynamic receiver like Jarvis Landry or, you know, getting Allen Robinson back.
1: Okay, let me back up for a second. I just told you it's about players. So if you're asking me if you could add Antonio Brown to this team, would they be better? Yes.
2: Add him to any
5: team they'd be. Or, better,
1: you, know, okay. you know, top end. So to yes. Then.
5: Let me ask you this. I'm sorry to cut you off. If you do the game, a lot it, of the gonna... NFL teams right now, they have a dynamic tight end, and our tight ends hardly ever get receptions in the game, and that's kind of a good third down go to guy. Um, Mercedes Lewis has had maybe one or two good, good games this season, and O'Shaughnessy isn't very reliable.
1: How many, so that being said, how, how many dynamic tight ends are in the league? Yeah, there
4: think? aren't that many dynamic tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, the I was going to
1: say. There isn't, but
5: the good teams do have them.
1: Okay, what what good teams have uh, dynamic tight ends outside of the Patriots okay. this week?
5: Besides the Patriots, you got Chris Cup. You got. Chris Cupp is not know, a tight
1: end. Kelsey? Well, Chris Cup is in a tight end, but go ahead.
5: Kelsey's a good example. Okay. Um, okay. The Steelers well, tight end. He played a heck a of a player. game last week.
4: Kyle Rudolph's a good player. He's not dynamic, year. Pete. No, but they're good tight ends. Okay, above average. I mean,
5: they're a tight end away from being
4: All right, good on third this down. This? I'm
5: done.
1: This is a dumb co- We. Uh, this is a fair question come February, March. Very fair well, question. He okay. asked the question. No, so he was, I know we spent too much time on it, Pete. Yes, if you get better no. players, yes, it's better. How's that? Yes. Okay, I'm saying you have to give
5: Blake Bortles credit for – what he's working right. with. That's what
4: he's trying to ask you, but you you don't allow him to ask the question. He's trying to ask you, the criticism of Blake Bortles is it too much for a guy who doesn't have great weapons outside? I That's think the criticism
1: asking. of Blake Bortles is too much even if he had, you know, Antonio Brown outside. I think it's unfair.
5: I agree.
4: Okay. We're on the same
1: page. See, we're on the same team. This is just got to talk up. through it. You're trying to hang up on the guy two minutes no, I wasn't ago. I was trying to hang up. I was. Where you was, said we're going to hang up on you? Well, I <laughs> you invi- literally said that. <laughs> I invited him. I wanted to hang up and invite him to the uh, show, like in February or March, when we're talking off season. Right now is not the time to talk about upgrading personnel.
2: All right, Well, I appreciate fair? you guys' time. Yeah,
5: uh, Tim, That's we'll talk. Fair.
2: We'll talk to you in March. Tim. Thank you, my yeah. friend. Thanks. Go Jags. Uh, Duval. <laughs> Let's get one more before the break. <laughs> Let's go to Utah. Logan. Yeah, you notice on that air. one
1: person has said anything about Pete's show yet? You're right. C- the canceled I got show? I a
4: couple on Twitter well, that told me. Two calls didn't somebody work. Wanted, somebody also wanted me to fire back. Why'd you get fired from the morning show at 10-10? I didn't. I, I resigned. Oh, really? If, you, if you, All <laughs> right. I'll, I'll
1: put it in the book, but I'll give you a little uh, little uh, behind-the-scenes uh, snippet from the book about my ch- time at uh, the morning show. Was it related you? to Pete's issue? About no, Jeff
2: and Dan. You're making too much money. I was
1: ax- no, I was asked to come in. To save the show because it was dying. Oh. I saved it for about a year and a half, two years, and my time was over, just like any fixer comes in. I fixed it, and I moved on. That's the truth. Ask Dan and Jeff. I don't
4: believe it. That's the truth. I mean, call you Steve Griffin. Fired. Call Steve Griffin, too, the GM of contra- the 10-10. You were too controversial, and they wanted you to go back to your role as team cheerleader, so was that the, was the end of that. I was
2: the fixer. Um, let's, let's get one more before the break. Utah. <laughs> haven't, haven't, haven't you fixed this show by now? Yeah, so, I mean, should you, you be gone. Yeah. should would be out of here. Right. Tony. At this point. There's some people, yeah, in, well, you know what? There's some let's people say saying this, that JP consider it
4: fixed. See you, Tony.
2: <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> See ya. Uh, Logan, you're on the air in Utah. Good evening.
5: Hey guys. How's it going? Good. I got a question. When are we going to start, uh, having the conversation about Doug Morong being considered for coach of the year, I mean, he took a three and thirteen team last year, and they're going to the AFC
4: Championship, possibly to the Super Bowl this year.
1: Well, nothing. What they, what you do in the offseason has nothing to do with coach of the year.
4: Correct. It's been voted on. It's already been
1: voted on. So there's no reason. I mean, now I think you can make a good argument going from three and thirteen to ten and six, and what they've done. Sure, he he, sh- he should be, and I think he was in consideration of coach of the year, but. The postseason has nothing to do with it. Otherwise, basically Correct. the and, guy who won the Super Bowl of year year be Coach of the Year.
4: And and I voted for Mike Zimmer, by the way.
1: Which going thirteen and three with a third string quarterback, pretty good. Yep.
4: Yeah, they had some yep. issues up and, there. And and your star runner was down.
2: Hey, we'll come back. More of your calls three five five NFL one. Check out Jack is Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A three from just two twenty nine a month. Head over today for details. The Jags. Knocked off the Steelers yesterday, and they're on to the AFC Championship game this Sunday. And they'll face the defending world champion New England Patriots. And this is Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. Excellent job. Let's make sure we enjoy it.
1: Got a lot of work ahead of us. Got a big game next week. All right. We're still playing. Let's
3: yes, go. Sir. Here we go. go.
2: We got talk.
3: It's we time to go show go up and play, Really, baby? But well,
0: we one, one win away. But we going to focus on this week.
2: Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Family. There's the locker room sound. Jaguars.com crew getting it done. Doug Marone, Telvin Smith after the Jags win in Pittsburgh yesterday. Jaguars Monday. J.P. Shadrick, CBS Sports Senior Writer Pete Prisco. Pride of the Jaguars and Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, Pete, Pr- uh, uh, what's your name? Tony Buscelli, yes.
1: Well done, JP. That's yeah. why we can't do the show without you. Well, I know.
4: Hey, by the way, I got a tweet. Uh, all BS aside, give Prisco a show back much more insight and honesty than Tony Buscelli on the radio.
1: Did you just tweet that, Pete?
4: <laughs> no, his wife did. Jungle G- Jim Jungle 77 did. Also known <laughs> as Pete's wife. How many followers? He's also spot on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, let's get back to the uh, phone calls, Tony. Just for you, because you wanted more tonight. You always want more. I want Tony, more. You expect more all the time. Uh, Richard, you know on
4: what the... He is? he's a, you know what he is, JP. He's a player. So his whole life he's been coddled and pampered. So he wants what he wants when he wants it and how he wants it. That's, right. That's
2: what it is. This ain't a country club, Tony. I got news for you. It's not a pampered Oh, player. it's not no. pampered baby. Okay, yeah. Just As keep... you drink your fancy coffee there, uh, Richard on the north side. You're on the air, guys. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. Love the show, love the city.
0: Uh, Lifelong Jags fan. Nice. Um, Really excited about this game coming up. Um, In my opinion, I think we actually match up better um, defensively against the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady is a much easier target to sack than uh, Ben Roethlisberger is. A.J. Boye, who's played lockdown defense all year, gave up his first two touchdowns highly doubt that's going to happen again and uh the way the way our defense covered the outside um i i definitely believe will shut down any screen game they can try and throw our way i'll take the comments off the air
2: all right hey thanks for the call what do you make of the whole brady's easier to sack than big ben you believe in that i don't know about if that.
1: you're asking me i'd rather play big ben or brady yeah who i'd rather play big ben
2: right still tom brady <laughs> I mean,
1: we, everyone realizes he's the greatest quarterback to ever lace him up.
4: And and by the way, in history against Jacksonville, he is seven and zero with seventeen touchdown passes and two interceptions in his career. That's right. And conversely,
1: seven going into that game, we were one and th- one, we were three and one against Big Ben in Pittsburgh. So if you're asking me now, do they have a receiver like Antonio Brown? No, but the Steelers didn't have a uh, tight end like Gronkowski. <clears throat> do they have Le'Veon Bell? In the backfield, no. But they have a handful of guys that are a nightmare in space, mm-hmm.
2: starting with uh, you know Dion Lewis. So like the role player guys near the goal line I and mean, stuff. Yeah, it's uh, right. It's different.
4: Uh, this. what's the closest? What's the closest margin of error? Th- a margin, uh, not of error, but margin. Spit it that out. The Jaguars have had against Tom Brady.
1: The smart, the margin of the victory. You're trying to victory. ask. That's what the yeah, word you were searching margin. for.
4: Well, I know it wasn't when they went up there
2: a few years ago cuz they scored on that, every single drive against I the would Giants. say
1: the uh playoff game when Mike Smith won cover 2 the entire game.
4: That was the largest you said, right?
1: No, the smallest v- margin of victory.
4: No. The 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 smallest margin of victory was 2006 24-21 at Jacksonville. Brady was 28. It took him 28 completions to get 249 yards in that game. Wow. The one against In 2007, was 31-20, and he threw three touchdown passes and was 26 of 28. Yeah, I think there was two two (laughs) drops. That's
2: incredible. really is. Hey, let's uh, move on on the phone lines. Uh, Frank, on the west side, Uh, intimidation. Will that be a factor this week? Frank, what do you think?
0: Hey, guys, I was wondering. It's kind of a two-part question. Do you think any of the team, and I know they're young, are are any of them intimidated at all about going up there to play Brady and Belichick and the Patriots? And I mean, I hope they go up there in an aggressive mindset. And secondly, let me
1: answer number one first. No, go on number two.
0: <laughs> okay, when Tony, when you and the gang went up there back in the day, back in the nineties, and you you went to Foxborough and you got beat. But was it in the back of anybody's minds that you're going to play
4: a great team? I, I realized it wasn't Brady. but
1: No, we thought – we we was, thought I don't think that was a great team.
4: That wasn't, that wasn't a very good New England team. I mean, it,
1: it was – was, I mean, actually, I thought out of the three teams we played, I thought we had the best chance of beating them.
0: Okay, so nobody – on the plane up there, nobody was thinking, "Oh my God, we're going to go play the Patriots" or anything like that.
2: Yeah, but because the Patriots weren't the Patriots yet. no, it <laughs> was the Tuna.
0: Yeah, line. I know that.
1: You got to remember back then, though. No, no, we were like, we're going to play the Patriots. You got the second game or third game of the year that year, we played the Patriots and we lost by three.
4: And had a, and had Willie Jackson on the inch line uh-huh. at the end of the game and had, had a chance
1: to win it. So
2: no, we were not. No. This is not the uh, current dynasty of the Patriots back then. Well, good. I just hope they go up there hungry. What well, well,
1: you hope they go up there hungry? What do you think? Well, yeah. What do you? What do you? Why wouldn't they? It's it's the AFC Championship game. What do you think they're going to no go doubt. up there
3: full
4: no, and like oh, be, satisfied? They're going fl- to be flat.
1: I mean, come on. <laughs> No.
4: Well, what he's saying, I think he was trying to say, Tony, because you never let the callers get their words out properly. I got. I let it's him get that out,
1: Pete, by the way. I didn't say a word you know until why? he said it.
4: You know what he's saying? He's saying, will they be in awe of the Patriots' mystique at all?
1: No, they already, practiced, yeah. they already practiced with them early in the year. I think that was a great opportunity to get all that out of your system.
4: But didn't, didn't the Patriots get the best of them up there that oh, week? Yeah, yeah, oh, they dominated them. But they Carve. they yeah. dominated them.
1: You want to remember why, though? Let's not forget. No Jalen Ramsey, no A.J. Boyer. enough said.
4: And that wasn't a very good team at that time.
1: And no A.J. Boyer, no Jalen Ramsey.
4: And a couple weeks later, they benched the quarterback.
2: And no A.J. Boyer and no Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> and you're both right. Uh, let's go to Brian, Bay Meadows. Brian, you are on the air. Good evening.
0: Hello. Yeah.
2: You're on the air. What's up? Brian, Hello. you're on the air. Holy cow. Hello.
0: Oh, hey there. Hey, Tony Vasselli, I want to give you the most kudos in life. I remember I moved to Jacksonville the same year you got drafted. Okay.
2: That was 1995. Can hear- okay. Can you hear me? Yes, he's here. Okay. And we were at the Avenues Mall,
0: and you were doing a signing. And we were all there, and I loved it. You said, I I, I remember distinctly with my son, if you were signing the autograph, and I said, we're so happy to have you here. And your response was, I am so glad to be here also. And you have been the rock of the Jaguars from that day forward.
2: Best call of the night. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. Give he's him. he's the pride of the Jaguars. He's Best not the call rock of the night. Of the well, Thank you.
4: Well, of it's great. Hey, Andrew no. Maselli, should you no, should no. you be over <laughs> at college at FSU? Great call. You
2: Thank you very much.
1: You are a, obviously a great Jaguar fan, son. great human being, yeah. and a great that citizen of this How's Tallahassee, amazing, sir? Yeah. amazing How's city. <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: <laughs>
1: it's all
0: fun, but I mean, but I do, Cody, I remember you. I do too. I remember. I think I
1: remember you as well.
3: Yeah, well, I don't. Oh, think so. Yeah. I, do. I don't think so. Anyone no, really. who's this, anyone who's this smart, same statement
4: back, huh? If you could, if you could do something for him back in the day, he remembers you. So, I mean, you, maybe he does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, come back. More of your calls around the corner. Three five five NFL one. The number. We got to recap the uh, divisional weekend and look on to championship weekend as well around the league. Experience Everbank Field in an entirely new way on a fully guided behind-the-scenes private tour. See why the Travel Channel included Everbank Field on the list of bucket list destinations for football fans. Visit Jaguars.com for more information. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio.
1: Last time against them, uh, we took some of
4: that plan and mixed it with some other stuff, um, and felt really good with it coming in. We knew we were going to be downhill in some big personnel packages, and we were going to have to make some plays off the play action uh, in the pass game. And it kind of, you know, there were some bumps um, in the middle and throughout. But you know, we talked about it all week long. It's a long 60-minute game, you know. And, you know, with with Ben on the other side, they're going to score points with the playmakers they got. They're going to do some stuff. So, um, you know, I thought everybody handled it extremely well, um, stayed level-headed, and kind of continued to just keep grinding.
2: There's quarterback Blake Bortles. Now, yesterday, I'm, after the win, Jaguars Monday, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Frisco. Yes, sir. Are oh. you, like, is it mandatory you have to say Jaguars Monday? I'd like and, to, and to and reset name, the show again. And yes. name all of us every time. can you just I say know Jaguars you think Monday? I everybody knows who you are, but just in the off I'm chance of somebody's tuning I'm in, asking, they might not know you, Tony. <laughs> i your question. It's shocking. I'm I know, asking a question. I know it's shocking. It's good radio etiquette. Okay, that's that's all I needed to know.
1: Thank you. I mean. Pete, I'm trying to help Pete. He got his show canceled, maybe because he didn't do that every time.
4: (laughs) Maybe that's why. Um, You got booted off a three-man show. That's one of the most embarrassing things ever to happen. No, I saved
1: the show, and then it was my time to move on. Uh, (laughs) uh,
4: What do you want to say? What was so damn
1: important? What was important is I was really happy for this franchise that we beat Pittsburgh. Really excited. Happy for Shad, Tom, Dave, Doug all the players, the fans, I mean all that. But I'd be lying if I wasn't a little extra happy for Blake Bortles. Because I think the way he has been treated by the national media, which I can almost I can tolerate because that's their job. I mean, they take shots, whatever. That's they do that. I think they've been I think they've gone over the top a little bit. Hot takes is a big deal. Yeah, and that's right. fine, but I think they've gone over the top a little bit with Blake. Um but the his peers Guys are in this league taking the shots that they have at him and making it almost as a punchline of a joke. I have a real problem with that. And I'm glad that he shoved there right up where the sun doesn't shine and said, all you guys are at home, I'm still playing. And I was really happy that he played well and that when it mattered most, he put up his best numbers and had the best performance in the fourth quarter. I, a, I really like He was like a
4: bigger that. man to me, though. About it, I would I would have had a hard time. Not I mean, it's not yet, but if he ever does, if he they win this week and he does get to the Super Bowl and this, he wins it, there's a moment there where Blake Bortles is going to step back and go, "You know what? You know what? You know what I just you know what you can do." All
1: right, we have a little
4: technical he's, difficulties,
1: Pete. Hold yeah, on we're, one we're, second, we're, Pete. Let us fix. But I'm with I'm kind of, of
4: with Pete there because I mean he's always there. You he's go. Always he's always been a guy who's come out and faced the music, good or bad, right? He never hid. never hid. He stands up and he takes it all. And so for me, I thought he was a bigger – I said earlier he was a bigger man than I would have been because I would well, have there's a lot. Well, most shots. people
1: are bigger than you. You're like 5'3". Yeah, well,
4: <laughs> I know. But you know what I mean. Yeah, he, I got you. Wouldn't you have taken some shots in there, like a little subtle little dig at somebody here and there?
2: Not yet, I don't think. But, He's but, had a couple of those to players talking about But
1: him. if I won the whole thing – Right, he's had a couple of those
2: little responses to players like, uh, you know, the Jadavion Clowney calling him trash. Well... If That's trash. Then I guess I'm trash. Yeah, but he plays stuff like he, that.
1: He kind of just self-deprecating stuff.
2: He yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to come out and say. But the yeah, com- I told you so. But you know? the
1: comments by Clowney were too much after they got blown out. Jarrell Casey, his, he's an SC Trojan, so I like him, but too much. Did
2: you see Malik Jackson last night uh, in the locker
1: room with that uh, Bayard, too much.
2: <laughs> uh, what did Malik Jackson said, I didn't see. He it. Said, they were asking Calais. Camp. This is, uh, First Coast News had the uh, the audio of it, but. Um, they're asking Calais Campbell about Blake and his performance, and right next door, Rabbit Ears Malik Jackson comes over and it's like, "Hey, he's a dog." And if Darrell Casey has anything to say about it, he can watch this next week on TV, and the whole locker room erupts. You know, <laughs> it's pretty good. So he stares at the camera. It's pretty good. <laughs> but,
4: and they, those guys, do their share of talking too. So don't don't let that fool you, right? I mean, I don't mind it. I don't. I have no problem with it. But Jacksonville does a little bit of talking too.
2: <laughs> oh, they yeah, they do some talking now for sure. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. I like this extended phone uh, stuff. Three more in tonight. Tallahassee is where we're going next. Joe doesn't like it. He's shaking his head over there. Our Sean, producer. you're on the air, Sean. Good evening. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, man. What's up?
0: Hey, uh, first of all, I want to say couldn't be happier about the team. What a win yesterday to, to go at Pittsburgh and win a close game.
2: Um, my question is,
0: uh, with Fournette possibly having an injury, could be questionable right now. Doubtful. May not know until a little later on this week. But, do you think Chris Ivory might be no. active for the game at New England or will we see Corey Grant maybe a little bit with some carries? What are your thoughts on the running game there? Uh,
1: we don't know the injury status, but I would bet almost anything unless something drastic were to happen. Uh, Leonard Fournette, T.J. Elden, Corey Grant will be your three active backs on Sunday. Worked pretty good yesterday. Don't think you're going to see any change there.
4: Well, and that would mean that Fournette's – going to get a normal workload then in that scenario
1: and i think he will okay i think he will And we talked about i mean fournette a little bit and he ran well i thought the play design by hackett pete both in the run scheme the play action pass taking shots when he needed to aggressive when they needed to be i thought it was really a really well devised plan everything from the run scheme to the pass, the protection was that great picked up the blitz from a schematic standpoint, I mean, guys have to go execute it, but as a coach, you've got to draw it upright and get guys on the same page. And I thought him and the rest of the offensive staff did an outstanding job.
4: Yeah, I thought it was, again, he's had some games where he's been very, very good, and he's had some games where I've questioned him. And, and, and this was one of those games where I thought he, he was one step ahead. I love the play-action call to, for the touchdown to the fullback. And you know me, I hate throwing to the fullback, but my gosh, <laughs> he was wide open. must They must have saved that play and saw something – uh, on that on that team that would leave that guy wide open, that was a great call. I liked the shot down the field in that situation. He went and took it on first down. I, th- I love that shot to Keelan Cole. I, I had sent out a tweet earlier. I said the Jaguars will not win this game unless Blake Bortles hits a big shot down the field, and that's exactly what he did. So, so you're yeah, I you that was one of.
1: So what you just did, you pat yourself on the back saying,
4: "I always pat myself you know, on the back." You know that, no one me, else does. No, well, you'd be surprised. Um, but look, the bottom line is, I thought Hackett had one of his best. I had a, w- one of his best games. I really did. We'd be surprised by what?
2: I
1: don't, don't don't ask. That's a wrong. That's did. the wrong question. Pete, tell us more,
4: <laughs> please. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> did you think? Let me ask you this. I'm watching this play now. Did you think Fournette was injured much worse than than it, than he actually was? No, I did not. You didn't? Why?
1: Well, but from the hit, no. Well,
4: it wasn't the hit. I he said
2: it was the slip right before he got hit. Yeah, Fournette. Hey, yeah,
1: well, I couldn't – let me see it again. I didn't – did you notice a big twist of the ankle?
4: It kind of twisted. It was a like a – I mean, a, the way he, the way he hobbled off, it looked like his leg oh, fell off. Right.
1: right. The way he hobbled off, I, at that point I was worried. But yeah. from the play itself, when it happened, no, there was nothing that I was concerned about.
2: It was like a little slip before the contact around his leg. Let's go to
1: the next so. car. We got these. Let's
2: okay. get these two. Tallahassee. Let's producer, go back to
4: producer Tony Baselli. Yeah, or- Let him call the shots. Just today. call me boss.
2: Aye aye, Captain uh, Drew. Nope. Tallahassee. Good evening.
5: Hey, how are y'all doing? Great. What's up? Hey, I just uh, wanted to say I find it absolutely hilarious to see the media and the Steelers players eat crow after all the stuff they talked about a rematch with the Patriots. It is so satisfying to see these talking heads and all these talking players eat cruel and eat their own words. It is so funny to me.
1: What's your question?
5: Um, I just want to say that. Okay, great. Thank you. Patriots.
2: Thanks
1: for the it. Great call. Yeah. Not really a question, more commentary, but we'll take it. It was we, a comment. That was not
2: a question. That's fine. And that's okay. Comments are allowed, Tony. Are, uh, that, right?
1: Max, put the playback up real quick. I want to see the Leonard Fournette
2: oh, injury. Jaguars Jaguars.com, the video, and uh, we're taking a look yeah, at if, the if, well, this Leonard Fournette injury. This played. is why we do video. It was a toss out to the yeah, left around the 42, and it was the slip before the hit is what he said after the game. So. I,
1: I understand that, but I'm not yeah. seeing it on the tape. Well, you'll well, see it on it. this replay. Okay, we'll watch it again.
2: Right there boom yeah i can yeah. that's
1: great i really saw a lot there you, that's can't, what it was. you, know, you can't see i know you can't see
2: anything it's my point there it is right here boom that little slip yeah there you that's go that's what it was you could see it it's
1: very slight though
4: it. i know that's what i'm saying meaning the yeah, injury the, the, is the, lingering go ahead
1: next call
2: one more call
4: yeah but the way he went down tony you had to think it was i mean come on you thought it was bad when which, he which got up he
1: i thought it was bad watching the play i thought okay. everything was fine until he started hobbling off the field pete correct okay that's what i'm saying no kidding what that's a dumb. Uh, stop. That's dumb. Uh, 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 That's dumb. Got him, Pete. No wonder. No He's speechless. wonder. Speechless. No yeah. wonder you He's have speechless. no show any longer. Because comments it's, like that. You
4: know what's great is you're speechless, finally. Now we can have an actual show.
2: Just answer the next phone, JP. Let's go. Final phone call tonight from somewhere on Interstate 4. Cole, you're on the air. Good evening. Oh, we might have like a good, good uh, reception there on Interstate 4. It's tough.
0: It's, it's not the best, but uh, we're making do, listening to you guys on the app and everything, and uh got to get my jacks in. All right, um, awesome. Yeah, oh, got a couple questions for you. First, Tony, i got a rookie card. Where's my best opportunity to get a signature on that, bad boy? Ooh.
2: will uh, cost you. If you That'll send it to you. the stadium. Better get it before three weeks from now because it'll cost more then. <laughs> no, if you
1: send it to the stadium, <laughs> attention, Joe Fortunata, he'll make sure I get it.
4: Uh, ten of course, you, I, of I'm course, course you got to enclose guys, fifty um, bucks. No, with you don't, no, I
0: do it for
1: free. Ulysses but, S Grant goes, it, goes a long way,
2: my friend. Send it, attention.
1: Yeah. Just make sure you go to the Jaguars attention uh, to Jaguars Tony Baselli attention Joe Fortunato. He'll get to me. If to, you know <laughs> a
4: card store, if you know a card store in town, he'll come sit there inside for, for a fee. I will do
1: that if there's anyone listening that has a card show. <laughs> he'll,
4: he'll do it for a he'll couple. Of
1: a awesome, per- we'll have to make that happen. If you have a uh, um, storefront, I'll be there for a fee.
0: What's up? You guys ahead. on defense, um, I, uh, um, I think everybody would agree, you know, Tom Brady is the scariest part about that, but Gronkowski um, specifically. Um, do you guys think we approach it differently uh, when he lines up on the line, you know, at three-point stance as a regular tight end versus when they bring him out wide? Um, my, my opinion, you know, when they take him out wide, I think Jalen Ramsey should follow him. But I want to ask you guys um, – I don't see it too often, but would you uh, think it would be okay to bring Jalen Ramsey in the box and have him on Gronk no matter what? Um, I think Colvin and uh, Boye could lock down Cooks or Amendola, respectively, Hogan. Um, so my, my big question mark is, you know, what do you guys think we do with Gronk, and would it be too much to have Jalen Ramsey follow him everywhere? So Why not, right?
1: I think it's a great question. Um, Drive safe, by the way. Thank number you. one, I think Gronk is the scariest part of this team. Not Brady. Brady's the greatest of all time, but right now Gronk scares me more than anybody. I don't yeah. think you put Jalen Ramsey on him if he's in the box as an inline tight end. will push him on the ground, right? No, it's not Physical. just that. It's not just that. Now you have to play a fourth corner because who's going to be your outside corner in nickel yeah. if he's in the, on the tight end? I mean, so it changes everything that you're going to do, and who you. Is he or are you going to take out which safety you are going to take out, or are you going to take out one of your linebackers to have them? So I think you, I think what you have to be careful of as a coordinator trying to make too many changes and do too many different things. Just run, go run your stuff. Go play fast, and you know what? You know if maybe you want to uh, bracket him at certain positions, meaning that's a double team, uh, and play man other places. You have that luxury because you. Get uh, have Jalen and AJ outside. I would probably double Gronk, and not use uh, Jalen and play man outside, and double Gronk everywhere he goes. And just say Gronk's not going to beat us, and I'm going to trust my corners to play man, and we'll go from there. I think that's what I do. What does that look like? Because he moves around so much, and how you do it, the mechanics of it. I think it's difficult. It's going to take a lot of communication, and the danger of that, you make a lot of mistakes with a young football team when you only have a week week to prepare. So. As much as I say that's what I'd probably do, I could make a really strong argument that you do nothing but you line up and go play your rule football and go play really fast. And the faster you play and the more physical you play, Gronk might have a few on you, but it gives you the best chance of winning.
4: Hmm. I would probably double him if I had to. I mean, I, I, I think you have to double him. You can't let him beat you. He look. Go back to the Steelers game. Remember that game when they when they he had. You did realize he had four catches for like sixty something yards on that drive and the two point conversion. He can't. And he was single the it. entire time. It was ridiculous. It was absurd. But
1: you, under, you You see what I'm saying, Pete? If you try to change too much, yeah, stuff if with You the, bring uh, if right, if, you, if you try to change but, too
2: much stuff with a young team, I just worry about mental errors.
4: Right, and they make enough coverage busts as it is. So I, I get it. I understand what you're saying.
2: We'll return with a final recap around the League of Divisional Weekend and a look ahead to the championship games next week. The Jags and the Patriots will play for the AFC title this coming Sunday. It's Jaguars Monday on Jaguars Radio. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Who's the best quarterback to do it? Tom Brady. Best coach that everybody's going to say,
1: Belichick. So we know what they have. They have a lot of weapons. And they play great
2: defense, great special teams, great offense. So we're just going to have to come in with their approach on Monday, just ready to go and just being on top of everything. There's A.J. Boyer in the locker room yesterday in Pittsburgh. Jags win. Forty-five, forty-two over the Steelers. They're on to the AFC Championship game to face the New England Patriots. All right, can we? uh, I know we're going to go around the league. Yes.
1: Let's do. uh, Let's, Pete, give me two minutes break because we're not going to talk to Pete again. You and I will talk. So I'll stay out of it. Give me two minute breakdown of the game, how it's going to go next week. I know it's early. Uh, Jags Patriots.
4: I think it's going to be an impressive game for the Jacksonville defense. They will keep him uh in the football game. Uh I think Bortles will play better than people think he's going to play, but in the end I think it's going to be Brady late in the game getting a drive to go down and get the game winning points. I think the Steelers, I mean the the Patriots will win the game and advance to the Super Bowl and Jacksonville will have uh just come up barely short.
1: JP's so mad at me right now. I'm not I
2: mad. No. I I mean, just, re- <laughs> just take the show wherever you want to go. I mean, we'll I just forget re- about last weekend. I know you want to move ahead and all that.
1: <laughs> I didn't read the notes. It's not we're like supposed we have to two do that after. To go. we got ten minutes left. What all right, let's go doing? back. Sorry, nah. go back. Go back. I mean, Start over.
2: I appreciate your take, Pete, but that was a little premature. Yeah, we're going to come back to spark. that in a second, Pete. Sorry.
1: Let's do this. I mean, weekend.
2: there were some games this past weekend. Other than the Jaguars win, right, um, the Eagles held on against the Falcons. The defense had a stand late, and the Eagles get to host this week. Um, I was at that game. Yes, you were. Uh,
1: the Falcons blew that game as much as the Eagles won it. Uh well, Ke- the, the Keanu- play was awful. Well, let's back up. Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal who sh- didn't need to jump, would have caught the ball near midfield or at the 35-40 and could have possibly run it back into field goal range for the Falcons to get three and take a six-point lead, decides to jump like he's never played football before, (laughs) knee it, ricochet up, and allow the Eagles to get into field goal range and get three at the end of the half to make it a one-point game. And I thought that was critical because the Eagles were going to struggle to move the ball. That coupled with poor uh, poor play calling, especially in the red zone, the Falcons were one for three out of the red zone, and they've been atrocious in the
2: red zone all year. That's why they lost the game. Patriots, of course – Last of the Titans, 35 14. Mike Malarkey was the coach moving forward last week. He's gone today. Let me tell you what happened there. They didn't want him. I think secretly
1: they're all hoping they would have lost to Kansas City because he was going to get fired. Well, John
4: Robinson didn't want him.
1: Yeah, they did not want him. And so then he beat Kansas City, so they're stuck, and they said, We will force him to be to quit or to make not accept the terms. I think they lowballed them money wise. And I think they told he told them they told him he had to fire five or six coaches. And he said, I'm not taking that offer because it means you don't want to support me. And if you're not supported by the front office, it's not going to work.
2: He'll be gone sooner than later anyway. And
1: right? he fired the coaches. And then uh, and he wouldn't fire the coaches. Now, if I'm Michael Markey, who you're probably never going to get another head coaching job, I would have said, fine, I'll take whatever you're going to give. And if I have to fire five coaches, at least I'll save the rest of the staff's jobs. But Mike McCarthy did not do that. It's probably the last time Mike McCarthy will
4: ever be a head coach, Pete. Yeah, he's had three shots. I mean, you don't get more than that. But he won a playoff play game. Coaching. I
1: mean, it's not really fair. But there's yeah. not much in life is fair. But then he, then, John then Robinson he didn't want to, him. He wants he wanted uh, Josh McDaniels.
4: And and he's not getting Josh McDaniels.
1: Where's Josh
2: going to go?
4: Indianapolis, Indy. That was late news. today oh, right. That he was going to go there. So he's going to go to Indy. He's not getting Matt Patricia. He's going to Detroit. He's probably going to get Mike Vrabel.
1: I heard that Vrabel's a finalist.
4: I think Mike Vrabel's going to be a really good coach.
1: Is it too soon?
3: Mm,
4: It's just football. You know that, Tony. Was it too soon for Sean McVay?
1: No. I don't think it's too soon. I do not think it's too soon for Mike Vrabel. Defensive-minded, though, Can you call him and see if I can get a job, Pete?
4: (laughs) You want a job? You got a job. Yeah, you got like five jobs.
1: No, I want one more. I I want the uh, offensive line job.
4: Of a divi- oh, wait, could you imagine if you were the offensive <laughs> line coach of the Titans in here with the after team. Go the go Super- after maybe okay? That would be the best scenario ever. He goes into the Hall of Fame this year as the first Jaguar oh. player ever to go in, and then he becomes the line coach of the Titans. Could you imagine that, JP? Yeah, I could because I mean, he likes that. But you line. know what? Yeah. Well, if d- they paid him enough money, he'd money. do it. That's right, it's- Pete. I'm not about money.
1: I'm about relationships. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I do love that line, though. They're very good. Um, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for the job, but I do. I was saying that because I actually played against Mike Vrabel. No, Mike Vrabel. Like Mike Vrabel. Uh, Vrabel.
2: Vrabel.
4: Vrabel. You, if you get his name right, you might actually get. Yeah. It, you might actually have a chance to get the job. Right, Mike, Mike, hey, Mike Vrabel. 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 Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel.
1: <laughs> Vrabel. I said it too many times in a row. Yes. So I, I like yeah. Vrabel.
2: Well, Defensive-minded guys, they got to get Mariota
4: right in well, Tennessee. You, you know, you can
1: go hire a offensive good offensive coach, right? I think Vrabel's a very. I think he'll do a good job.
4: Hmm. I do too. That means that if he gets that job, that means three New England, the three from the New England tree, kind of will have get will get jobs. Well, he's here. not from the New England
1: coaching tree.
4: No, but he played there, so it's kind of come on. he he played there. He learned that he learned the game there. Right. Yeah, yeah fair enough. But he also he paid for the Pitt- Steelers. He was in Pittsburgh too. Yeah, he was yeah. In, that's
1: when I
2: used to play him twice a year. The Vikings beat the Saints in one of the most epic playoff finishes ever in the league.
1: Can I, I want to say something about this, and then I didn't watch it, so Pete, you can comment on it. But I saw Pete Prisco put a tweet out, and I, not, I retweeted it and could not agree more with it about the, the kid. Marcus Williams, I think is his name, the safeties, who missed the tackle on Stephon Diggs. And Pete said it right. It was a bad play by the kid, but he had a great year. He's one of the better young safeties in this league. And that that one play should not define him. And I feel for him as an ex-player because mistakes that I made or plays that I missed, which were not nearly as big as that and weren't in the spotlight, but there's times I'll be laying at night in bed still thinking about missed blocks or things I could have done better or wanted to do better throughout my career. So I cannot imagine what it is for a play that, ultimately allowed the Vikings to go to the NFC Championship and kept you out of it and what the young man's going through because he is a good player, and I hope he doesn't let it and define it, and my recommendation would be don't listen to sports talk radio, do not watch ESPN, get rid of all your social media, put your head down, train, get better, and get people around you that care about you and know what kind of guy you are, and that's what I would do because he is a heck of a player.
4: Well, he came out and, 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 and leaped over the first hurdle by facing the music right away. i got to give him a lot of credit. Young young player came right out. After the game, met the media, was stand up about it, and and like you said, Tony, he was a very good. He's a very, had a very good rookie season. He's going to be a really good player. You won't be defined by that. He'll be fine. But what do I know about after game tweets and stuff? Look what I did on Monday night after after last week's game. Did you happen to see that? By the way, no. no. What'd you do, J, JP? I know you did because you retweeted my selfish uh, picture with my shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, about Jalen Hurts. Out a, yeah,
1: I did see that. And, and you know what?
4: And you know what, Tony. I didn't t- take a shot at the kid. All I said is he was – I would have had a hard time smiling after that game if that was me. I really would have. Like and I'm being C- honest You had like
2: CNN anchors coming at yeah, you. Yeah, I you, did.
1: That was a tough situation, but it was the right football move proven by the outcome because they weren't winning that yeah. game with Jalen Hurts. Well, would he, you have been happy about it if you no, were? No, no. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is happy about it. I just think he was trying to be a good teammate, and I'm sure after the game he did not enjoy the victory as much as some of his teammates did. And it was probably is that human nature, right? Yes. All right. Final thought here, guys. NFC champion, who wins it? Uh, I think Philly does. Philly's a very good team at home. Their defense is dominant. If you look at the numbers, they, they would have been the number one defense in the league if you just took their home numbers. Number one. Number one rush defense. They can rush the passer with four. I like the Eagles.
4: I like the Vikings. I think I think Case Keenum has a little bit of that it feeling to him. I, I Look, they did a great job scheming things open for Nick Foles, but that pass to Keanu Neal was too much of a, an indicator to me of what he really is. I, I think the Vikings... I, look for Everson Griffin to kill uh, Vitae in this game and have a big day. I like the Vikings. And who wins
2: the AFC championship?
1: Uh, I like the Jaguars. I think they beat up the uh, Patriots. I think that they win a physical matchup and win a 2017 field goal on a late Josh Lambeau field
4: goal. Homer. Homer, Homer, Homer. I, I Look, I like... Uh, the Patriots to win a tight game. I think Jacksonville will hang around, but you know what? For the sheer goodness and what's best for me, yep. if Jacksonville wins, we get two more shows That's after the next right. week. So, so we can we'll actually be doing a show at the Super Bowl. You talk Bowl. about you
1: talk
2: about people liking money. You're we'll the see you next week, Pete, Tony, Hollywood, Joe. I'm JP.